Welcome back to the Trade Thrive Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to discuss the dynamics of a hiring decision. That's right. I'm going to take you in uh, the, the passenger seat of my car as we decide who we are going to hire and why. This is very important. Hiring is one of the most, if not the most, important aspects of your business. And I want you to know the dynamics of making a solid hiring decision. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, everyone? This is Tanner back with the Trade Thrive Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today, we're going to talk about the dynamics of a hiring decision, okay? And let me make it very clear. Hiring is as important to your business as water is to your body, okay? It is the most important aspect of business by far. It'll free you from the day-to-day. It'll create a good experience with your customers. It'll perpetuate your reputation, Um, and it'll make your life a lot easier. Now, I've been through bad hiring decisions, so I am therefore qualified to tell you how to make a good hiring decision. Um, And I think that it's a a lot more detailed than what it is on the surface. I'm going to give you some pitfalls to avoid, uh, especially because of the situation I'm dealing with right now. A lot of you know uh, from a previous post that I kind of put out there who follow me on Instagram, um, that I, uh, I unfortunately, my best employee, one of my best employees is leaving. Um, he's getting another opportunity in a different field. So it's a level up for him and I'm super happy for him. Um, you know, but it's also, also creates a little challenge for me. You know, it's gonna be hard to replace those shoes. Not, not only did we teach him how to paint, he took it and ran with it. You know, the ideal employee on time, I mean, everything, you know, uh, everything that you would want in a, in a really, high quality employee, you know, so it's going to be hard. Uh, So the process starts early. It doesn't start, you know, a week before he leaves. The process has started now. I mean, you know, when I found out he was leaving, you know, my radar is on, you know, in terms of like getting that applicant to fill his place and plugging that person into our system. So we narrowed down the applicants. We have two applicants. And I want to make it clear that if you run into a situation like this, the biggest mistake you can make is waiting until you need someone to hire them. If you wait until the very end to the point where the person's, you know, packing up and leaving before you actually start the process, guaranteed you're not going to get a good applicant because you're rushing it. And that is a huge no. Okay. Because anytime I've ever made a hiring decision where I rushed it and just hired someone because I needed them didn't work out because I didn't do my due diligence. They didn't go through the process. Now, if you're listening to this and you don't know my hiring process, I know that I recorded a podcast on it. So just go back into the episodes. You can, you can hear it. So this isn't about the hiring process. This is about the dynamics of the hire and the decision that I'm going to make. I've narrowed down the applicants into two different applicants. Okay. Applicant A and applicant B. And I kind of want to give you the story. So, you know, as I'm telling you the story, you can decide who you're going to hire. And then I'm going to tell you who I hired and why. So in terms of, uh, you know, the process, they both filled out the form. Um, Both had good answers. One had an above average answer. I'm not going to tell you who, uh, but I'd say that 
this applicant, one of the one of my favorite questions on the form is, uh, life is all about learning. You know, we're constantly growing. What is something that you recently learned? And one guy said that he learned how to rewire the defrost circuit on his refrigerator. Um, and to me, that's awesome. You know, I mean, it's it might be small and insignificant to a lot of people, but I'm paying attention to somebody that is detailed enough to learn something like that. Right. That to me means a lot. In terms of another applicant, not the one that I that I narrowed down, I've gotten responses like, you know, I learned not to trust people. I learned not to, you know, you know, do drugs, like stupid things, you know. And, and, and to me, it's just like, you know, they think that they're being funny, but I could tell that, you know, they haven't learned anything new and they didn't have anything better to write. So obviously they're out. Okay. So the psychology behind the questions on the forum is essentially I'm looking for character. Okay. I'm hiring for character. I need somebody that's going to plug into my system. So we have applicant A and applicant B, right? And first thing you have to do is first identify what skill level are you hiring for, okay? Now, for us, those of you know my business model, I have two crews, one of five, one of four. Uh, crew of five is five because one of the workers has a son, very basic level helper, uh, very low pay for his role in the company, but he's a good kid and he drives his dad to work for what, you know, that has an issue with his license. Great people. Awesome. Glad to have him. But the benefit is, is that that fifth crew balances out uh, a project manager that I promoted. So it kind of gives him just an extra set of hands. Okay. So that is my five man crew. Uh, the four man crew, okay, um, is the crew that the guy who's leaving is on. So these are my, this is my heavy hitter crew, most experienced, um, you know, workers. I mean, they, they get after it. The crew leader is one of the fastest painters in terms of spraying. I mean, the guy is just a spray machine, man. He can throw paint on a house. Um, and then, you know, I balance them out with a detail guy. So you have a guy that's really good at detail and then a producer in terms of brushwork. I, he, the, the, the guy on his crew can run a brush faster than anybody in the country on stucco. I mean, it's amazing. I'll put them up against anybody. You got somebody that can paint stucco faster than this guy? Call me and we'll do a time lapse on the side of a house side by side. We'll see who wins. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm, I'm proud of these guys. You know, they're my team. They're great at what they do. So this is my four-man team. And then um, the guy who's leaving, he is just one of those. He's, he's, he's the lowest uh, experience, but he just balances everyone out with just detail, uh, customer service, friendly, you know, the whole nine. So I have to replace that, Okay. So the first thing I have to decide is like, what level of skill am I looking for? Okay. And the dynamic is, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever played fantasy football, but you got to build that perfect team. You have to not only look at the dynamic of what you're hiring skill wise, but the personalities. Okay. Because on every team, if you're building teams of painters, right, there's got to be one person that's the leader. And there's got to be another person that's okay with being led. That's a team, team of two. <laughs> like th that's the dynamic of teams as a rule of thumb. So if you come across somebody that wants to be an alpha and you throw them into a lion's den, there's going to be clash. Okay. So that's something to consider. So I have these two applicants, applicant A, applicant B. Real quick backstory on applicant A. Applicant A, um, four-year painter. Um, you know, he's got, um, he's currently working for a painting company. He, you know, 
qualifications are essentially he can cut brush uh he can roll um you know i could tell that he he's very detailed in terms of his you know you know his work like you know get to work on time knock it out go home type of deal um his motivation was something that i asked him and his motivation was this his he's been working for a company for four years they won't give him a raise he wants to make more money okay so we'll leave it there second guy uh second guy applicant b um, has spray experience um, on the phone came across very um, you know kind of an older guy uh, but very detailed um, he was somebody that stood out to me in terms of uh, just overall outlook on life when I asked his motivation he said life in general you know he really just I could tell that um, his passion was more toward painting than it was um, you know, anything else. Like he, he really just like enjoys the painting. Whereas I felt like the first applicant um, saw it as a job first that produces money. Uh, the second guy was like, you know, I'm, I'm an artist when it comes to painting and, 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 and that sort of thing. So two different dynamics. So any business owner wants production, right? Any business owner wants people that go out, get it, get after it. Okay. Um, and I would say that for a general contractor, that holds true. If you do new construction, right, and there's no homeowners to talk to, um, and you have guys that just blow and go, okay, don't want to talk to anybody. They just want to get their work done and get out of there. And they're fast and they're efficient and they're good, and you can make a good amount of money with these with this type of crew. But you have to know what type of business you have. And for me, I have to think, okay, there's a couple questions that I ask myself mentally. I think, okay, first. Can I see this person having a conversation with my homeowner? Can I see them asking them about their life, right? And people are like, Tanner, what does that matter? It matters more than anything. When you're working in people's houses, you have got to have personality, okay? You can't expect someone to be comfortable for three days with a crew of people that don't talk, don't engage, don't laugh, don't have conversations amongst themselves, don't make them feel comfortable. If you're listening to this, go read my reviews for my company. 90% of the reviews talk about how friendly, courteous, and kind the crew was. We pride ourselves on that. The more people trust you and the more comfortable they are, the better the experience. If you make mistakes, they're, they're not as quick to call you out on them because they don't want to rat out the guys, but they'll give us an opportunity to fix it. And you need that in this business. So that's a big factor for me. Can you have a conversation with our customer? Can you relate? Second question I ask myself, in terms of leadership, will this person be a subordinate underneath my leadership team, my project manager? Can I see him listening to my project manager in terms of him giving him direction, telling him what to do? That's the first question. If the answer is yes, then I ask the second question. My supervisor. Can I see him taking direction from my supervisor? Yes or no? Answer has to be yes, of course. Then, of course, can I see this person listening to me? Now, the thing about it is you have all sorts of personalities. And what you want to do is you want to set yourself up for the future in terms of having a company of people that follow directions well. You're, dry, you're, you're on a big old ship. And if you can't steer that ship in whatever direction it needs to go into because you got people wanting to do things their own way, your ship is going to sink. 
everybody's got to be rowing at the same pace. Picture people rowing a boat, okay? Everybody's got to be rowing at the same pace. One person can't be just doing their thing or working harder than everyone else and then just saying, oh, I don't need to row. We're a team, okay? When you create that team atmosphere, this type of dynamic is so important, okay? That's the reality of it. It's so important. So that's that's another question. Will this person be a subordinate to us? Uh, question number three. Okay, what type of you know what type of person am I getting in terms of commitment to my company? Okay, here's the reality with hiring. We don't want to do it often. We only want to do it when we have to. And a lot of the people that have so many issues with keeping quality employees is because the turnover is so high for whatever reason. So what I'm looking for is longevity and every company does. And you have to ask yourself that question. You know, is this person going to stay with me for a while? Because if you have people that stay with you, you can grow your business. You don't have to keep changing it out. You don't have to keep, you know, you know, you just have the ability to plant your roots. So that's another question. That's another factor. So going back to the applicants, I have applicant A and he's saying, okay, um, you know, the, the company I'm working with isn't giving me enough money. I said, well, how much do you want? And he gave me what he said. And I said, okay, um, you know, now I'm looking, I, and this is another question I asked. I'm, I'm looking for uh, someone uh, to kind of start fairly quickly. I mean, what is your, you know, what, what are you thinking in terms of a start date? Because I'm paying attention. I didn't ask that question, you know, randomly. I wanted to see what level of commitment and what his values were in terms of his other employer that he said he worked for for four years. He said, I'll start tomorrow. Big red flag. I'll start tomorrow. To me, I'm thinking, interesting. So because you have been loyal to this company for four years, and all it's going to take is a little bit more money and another opportunity for you to just leave them hanging. And that, to me, shows a major character flaw. There's no loyalty. There's no commitment there. Okay? And that was a major red flag for me. Um, other guy has a part-time job, so I wasn't able to ask him the same question. His, his job's on the weekends, and he, he doesn't have a job currently. He just moved to the town we're in. So I didn't have a chance to get that equal response. But let me tell you the response that would have been ideal. Um, yeah, I just need to give him a two-week notice. You know, that's the least I could do to them. You know, they, they were good to me. Wow, right? So that was a huge red flag, applicant A. Um, applicant B. He was an apartment painter, so he doesn't really know the dynamic of houses. Um, and we paint a lot of exterior houses here. Stucco. He's from up north, so he doesn't he hasn't painted any stucco before. So in terms of his skill set, there's going to be a little bit more of a learning curve for him to adapt to what we paint. But remember, the role is important. I'm not hiring for a manager. Okay, I'm hiring for somebody that's going to be able to get plugged into our system, do what needs to be done learn as he goes and be okay. So that wasn't a complete drawback. Okay. So the dynamic I have now in terms of hiring is I have my supervisor doing the, uh, doing the interviews. Okay. And there's a set of questions that I have the supervisor give the applicants. And I'm going to read those questions to you now. Okay. So the first question is, tell me about your previous job experience. So what I like to do is I have my supervisor grade the answers to the questions one through five. 
Okay, and I'm just going to go through the questions and then kind of give you an idea of why they were graded what they were. Uh, do you have a valid driver's license? Obviously, if the answer is yes, it'd be a five. Uh, what are your best painting skills? So when he hears the painting skills, he would rate their painting skills one to five. How do you feel about working alongside of a team? Um, he Rating that one to five. Tell me about a time you made a mistake on a job. How did you handle it? Uh, one to five. You know, do you have, or, or excuse me, do you know how to properly clean a sprayer? Tell me about your order of operations for painting the ceilings, walls, trim of a house. Uh, what is your definition of on time? How do you feel you would be a good asset to our team? Uh, that would be a three. And then name a time you went above and beyond uh, to please a customer. Okay, so this was applicant A, and I'm going to kind of go back. So you heard all the questions. So tell me about your previous experience was a three. So uh, he's, you know, he's only worked one job, so that's why I gave him a three. Uh, for four years, though, he has a valid driver's license. That's easy. What are your best painting skills? Gave him a three. Doesn't know how to use a sprayer. Uh, applicant A. He's a brush and roll um, powerhouse. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about working alongside of a team? He rated him a two. So this guy is more of like a lone wolf type guy. He wants to, you know, do his work and get out of there. That's applicant A. Um, tell me about where you made a mistake on a job and how you handled it. He gave him a one on this answer. And he, and I asked him why. He said, he said he doesn't make mistakes. He said he does it right the first time. Big red flag. Okay. There's no one in this world that doesn't make mistakes. And if you can't admit that you make mistakes, there's going to be an issue when I call you out on your mistake and you can't be honest with me and tell me that you made a mistake. So he gave him a one on that one. Um, another question was, do you know how to properly clean a sprayer? It was a zero because he's never done it before. Tell me about your order of operations, uh, painting ceilings, walls, trimming doors. Gave him a five. Obviously, he knows the process of painting very well. Uh, on time, guy said, you know, early was, was on time. How do you feel? Uh, do you feel you'd be a good asset to our team? Would be a three. Um, name a time you went above and beyond to please a customer. Uh, and that was a one because he didn't really uh, elaborate too much on it. You know, I guess he said something along the lines, well, I painted their house, you know, so at this at the looks of this grading report on this application uh probably not too excited about applicant a and then the notes my supervisor um uh left was like seems big big headed and tough to work with so okay all right well that's that's a fair grading report okay and let's kind of look at the other one here so we'll go to applicant b uh let's see what his grading report was so uh, previous job experience was a four. He painted apartments before, so I kind of graded him a little bit lower than a five. Do you have a driver's license? Yes. Painting skills was a five, kind of detailed, you know, everything that you could do. We like that. How do you feel about working alongside a team? You know, that was a great answer. Gave him a four on that. Tell him, uh, tell us where about a time you made a mistake on a job. And he went, he gave him this huge story about how he made a mistake and made it right. So we gave him a five on that. Uh, do you, do you know how to properly clean a sprayer? Yes. He's worked with HVLPs before, uh, tell me about order of operations. So he got a three on that. So that's where the learning curve comes in. Okay. So, you know, he's not as skilled in terms of the process, um, as applicant a, okay. Uh, what is your definition on time? Was a five, of course. How do you, do you feel, how do you feel you'll be a good asset to our team? Gave him a three. He was just honest about, you know, he hasn't worked with the team, uh, before kind of did a lot of things by himself, said he was willing to. Um, and then he gave a really good example about a time he went above and beyond for a customer. All right. So uh, the summary was honest, upfront, and likable. All right. So we have two grading reports now. And this is why it's important to have systems. You know, those of you, uh, you know, at one point, 
me doing the interviews was like a, a 100%, but I trust my processes to give me the feedback that I need to make a decision without meeting these people. Um, and that is how you separate yourself from the business. That's the core foundation of what I'm trying to teach you. So these questions are important. So I give him the sheet. I have him fill out a background check. Cool. So looking at it, going back to what I said in terms of what's most important for my brand, my company, do I want to hire for skill or do I want to hire for character? Okay. And I told you in the beginning, I want to hire for character, but I also want to make sure that I'm hiring for skill too. Looking at both things here, applicant B is the clear choice. Now, although there will be a learning curve of getting getting this person to produce, I'm confident that by plugging him into my already successful system, he will mesh well. He will listen to the leadership. He will follow instructions. He's coachable, teachable, likable. Those three things you can build a build a very strong company on. So I wanted to give you that um, you know story because I know that. You guys come across hiring decisions all the time. This is so important to dive into, to learn about, to see how other people are doing it. And hopefully through this example, I was able to illustrate to you how detailed and how valuable it is to go through the channels of hiring. You have to do this if you want to be successful. The goal for me is to literally be able to go through my day-to-day without getting a phone call, okay? Whether it's from the homeowner or the, or the project manager. I don't want to be bothered with it. I want to know that my business is running smoothly, no issues. I don't want to hear the applicant A and one of my other employees are button heads and one walked off the job, okay? It's important for you to know personalities, to know who you're meshing people with. Who are you putting in the lion's den, okay? If you put, I don't even know what animals lions don't attack, but make sure it's that type of animal. <laughs> like, who are you? who are you putting together? And you have to make sure that you think about that stuff. So yes, was applicant B far more qualified in terms of skill? Maybe he didn't know how to run a sprayer, but that's fine. I don't need, I didn't need a sprayer. I would love a solid trim guy, brush guy, roller guy. Somebody can throw paint on a house. Okay. But I have to compromise the production aspect of it for the character that I'm going to get in applicant B because I know that I'm going to get loyalty. I'm going to get commitment. I'm going to get effort. I'm going to get uh, all these things. Okay. Think about those things. Guys, you guys rock. Thanks for listening. Hope you got something out of this. If you haven't done so already, head over to tradethrive.com. Okay. If you need anything, you guys know, reach out to me. I'll help you. Um, send me a message, Instagram at trade thrive, share this podcast guys, and please leave me a review. I have very little reviews on this and I'd like to get at least 10, uh, you know, maybe it'll help get the podcast ranked, get somebody else who doesn't know me to listen. Um, so we can share the good news about running a business with them. You guys are awesome. Thanks so much. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at Contractor Coach, and I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email. Find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.